Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Welcome back. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and you are on the Next Level BizTech podcast. Now, we are wrapping up an area that is near and dear to my heart, uh, a good section of security security and assessments, to be more specific. So if you tuned in, uh, you saw the first part of this series. We kicked it off with Jason Stein, who leads security for Tolaris on the advanced solutions side. Uh, Then you got to hear from uh, Foresight and their CTO and kind of some of the products and things that they're going after and and, and how they approach the market. But today, we get to hear from the one and the only Nick Vanderlinden, one of our fantastic partners, Client One Global. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Josh, always a privilege. Good to to hang out with you, my friend. You know, we go way back and, uh, you know, we don't often get to connect. So I'll take it, man. Thank you for the time. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Yes, I love it. Um, Thanks for not ignoring the email. Uh, So (laughs) I want everybody, before we kind of get into it, uh, I want to learn a little bit about Client One Global. So tell us about your background, how you got here, where you started, because we love love when people have a windy path. If you don't have a windy path, that's okay. Uh, But we've had some crazy, I started out doing this and I ended up here stories. So tell me about your windy path and then we'll get into Client One Global. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, for many of us, including myself, it wasn't a, a straight line between now and then. Um, and so I, I got my feet wet in uh, when I was about 12 years old when I wanted to get my first Nintendo, uh, the NES. So yes. I'm I'm definitely aging myself here. Uh, good old uh, what Zelda, Metroid, and uh, uh, Geez, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, all those, all those awesome classics. So, um, my my parents told me I had to get a paper out if I wanted to uh, to get that. So that's how I started uh, my working career at about twelve, and then uh, took various different jobs throughout my teens. One of them was working at a, an ice cream parlor. Uh, I was a I was a janitor there, so um, you know got to fill up on all the flavors you could imagine. And then I was able to, uh, you know, after it was closed, I started uh, messing around, mixing different flavors of ice cream and uh, coming up with different concoctions, right? And so, um, in fact, I'm in talks with with Matt and Ben right now to uh, to do the sequel to Goodwill Hunting. So, uh, you know, basically the premise is that uh, you know, my buddy that uh, that came to see me at the at the shop every day saw that I was putting together these amazing uh, concoctions and wanted me to open up my own place so that uh, he could basically have uh, ice cream for for free for a lifetime. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of uh, a little background there. I, I worked at uh, fast food joints, you name it, auto parts stores, and. Um, Got into technology uh, through a, a small interconnect here locally in in uh, Seattle, Washington. Got my feet wet there, um, and then I transferred over to working for an ISP um, 
for which I was at uh, a little over a decade, you know, had, and, and, and I got to learn a lot, um, had some great success there, great people that I met. It's always about the people mm-hmm. um, and, um, and the leadership that was uh, very unique and amazing. I, uh, I'd never seen or worked with a, a leadership team that, that knew your name, you know, knew you by your first name, <laughs> cared about what uh, was important to you and, um, you know, was just very personable. So, um, you know, fast forward and, and uh, here we are now. Right. With client one global. So I, I love it. I, you know, I love a windy story. Right. And you and I really do have similar backgrounds. Right. We've done automotive. We've done food. We've done <laughs> you name it. I love the odd job story. It gives you all the perspective. Yeah, uh, and, and for sure. Helps you know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. So so talk to me. Who is client one global? You know, g- give everybody kind of a little bit of background on your business. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so. To give you a little perspective, my father owned a uh, a medical company, medical medical equipment company, and he sold uh, to hospitals and clinics, uh, X-ray machines, uh, laser uh, uh, surgery machines. Um, in fact, I I used to help him cut out the lead for the uh, X-ray protection that that we you know we see nowadays. We we cut out the shapes and then we take it over to the seamstress to have it uh, sewn right to to cover the lead. Um, so for a very long time, I always knew that I wanted to create something where it was I was able to help others and I was in control of how that brand would be right that that uh, oozed the same urgency that that a client had or the same uh, emotion or uh, you know that that I they weren't waiting for for me right I was uh, I acted on the same time frame that they did and 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 the only way that I could find to do that was to create our company client one global um and and be an ambassador of of a unique brand and um and 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 reputation right for our clients to to work with them so um long story short i mean we are a, a supplier agnostic technology advisor we're an extension to our clients teams uh you know and thanks in large part to you guys uh we have well over 300 suppliers in the portfolio that you know scan or span, I should say, the technology stack. Um, you know, anything as simple as ISP circuits, UCAS and CCAS, uh, DRAS, data center, cloud compute, cloud in general. And then, of course, I think what we're going to be talking about today, um, probably one of the most important technology aspects uh, in our global uh, world today, right? Security. Um, and so, uh, we've been around now for about uh, over six years, really, and 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 the brand has really been accepted by the the technology community, the the private business sector, uh, and you know a lot of the things that they well I should say some of the things that they enjoy about working with us is that as we know time is the most valuable asset that. That, that's not a commodity, right? <laughs> and so, business leaders uh, and their teammates, they're they're 
they're in meetings, they're worried about uh, their business, uh, the core business uh, day in and day out, right? And they don't want to expend their time trying to do research, solving for um, solutions that uh, that take time, right? And and we get into that meeting fatigue, right? Where you're going in meeting after meeting after meeting. So uh, to for our clients to be able to collapse that, right? We do the initial interview with our clients. We understand their criteria and what they're looking for, what their expectations are. And we then understand what suppliers are going to be able to fulfill that criteria, right? And so then we're able to really uh, save them a lot of time and effort uh, in doing that research and, you know, delivering those solutions and suppliers that are going to fit that need. Um, for better or worse, unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of times when they're working with multiple different uh, representatives at companies and not the representative's faults, that's just what they're taught at the companies, they're, uh, they say yes, you know, out of fear that, um, you know, they will get turned down. And when they do that, or when someone does that, it puts the client at risk when it's time to, to execute, right? And so, you know, uh, that's where, where we come in. We see how these uh, suppliers uh, perform uh, on a much larger scale. So we know who's good at doing what uh, and who's not so good at doing this, right? So um, really our goal is to compress that time frame that it takes to, to research and find the right suppliers, uh, make sure that they get the best terms that benefit the client. Um, and that includes the financial terms as well help with the execution or deployment. And then of course, uh, just as key, just the ongoing management, right? And the key here is that, you know, we're, we're not moving from one company to another, right? They're, the clients see that continuity with us um, as uh, representatives get a, a better offer or they get interested in doing something else. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of changes happen. They have to rebuild that relationship. And, and, you know, I'm not putting that down. I'm just showing, talking about the differences, right? right. Um, and so that is where our, our clients really enjoy working with us. It's really a, a one, one place to, to come to um, for all your technology uh, questions and needs. And then also the, the additional beauty, again, uh, in large part, thanks to TSB, uh, TSBs like Polaris, um, is that uh, you know we have a uh, an extended uh, bench of engineers that are SMEs, right? Experts, subject matter experts in each of the technologies on an agnostic level, right? We're not tied to any particular supplier. We're tied to the right supplier for the client, and uh, they have access to um, all of the tech, all of the engineers, uh, and then of course, then we provide. Uh, ongoing uh, account management and, and project management, for that matter, moves, adds, and changes throughout. So, love it. Yeah. That's... So uh, I, I love the backstory. I think it's an awesome background, and you got you got client in the name. So I think that it says it all right there, right? Of what your focus is. Awesome stuff. Love the backstory. Thank you. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a, I was looking for a name that really uh, translated to what we were looking to to be, which was uh, 
a true advocate for our clients and that they're, they're number one, right? They come first. Um, and that, so thank you. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's, all right. So let's go in the weeds now. Uh, let's have some fun here. So yeah, I, I, I what I want to hear and what I want to go through and for everybody listening is kind of a transition, right? You know, we've all seen that photo of, you know, where I started, where it ended, right. Or what I thought it was and what it really was, that kind of thing. So let's go through, Flash me back in the time machine here. Let's talk about the first deal. Uh, anything regarding security, regarding assessments. Talk to me about that first deal and and where where did it click, right? And and you know we can we can kind of weave this in because uh, obviously we're going to talk a little more in the weeds about a more recent deal. But talk to me about that first deal that you sold. Uh, kind of how are you involved in that? And what was that process and that relationship with the customer like? You bet, um, you bet, Josh. So. You know, everybody has, to, I believe that that in order to grow, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And security was not um, where I came from, but I've certainly dove into it. Um, so to, to go back to the first time that I helped the client out, it was with uh, a request for pen testing, right? Uh, and so uh, we... We took a look at a few different options um, and and brought the right pen testing provider to the supplier to the table. Um, and you know, as you know now, it's it's evolved to where you can get pen testing as a service, right? It's 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 mm -hmm. it's just the evolution of uh, the as a service model that that the clients uh, want to consume. So um, it's as simple as that, and that was a. a, a I wouldn't say it was as simple as that, but long story short, rather, um, it was a client that uh, we were already helping with some some UCAS and some ISP um, circuits and, and uh, seats, and uh, and then the pen testing came about, and that's kind of how I got my feet wet into into the security world. Yeah. So so let's talk then about. Um... We'll, we'll go into an example here, maybe a, a, a deeper example of, you know, I, it sounds like that, that pen test moment that you stepped out of your comfort zone and it clicked and it exposed you to kind of this whole new world of, of the, the many different layers of security. So as you've, as you've progressed into that over the years, um, is there, you know, as you're talking to people and we know there's a lot of different layers, but uh, is there any successful vertical or any customer type that you've focused on or you've seen? Uh, in your base, more apt to want to have this discussion, or you had more success with? Yeah, great question, Josh. I mean, the the interesting thing is that each vertical has its own uh, niche requirements, right, within the security space, whether that be in compliance, um, the tools that they need to protect their assets, etc. So, healthcare, manufacturing, financial. Um, have been three big verticals that uh, we've been uh, having the privilege of helping folks on um, to protect their assets. So if I use, uh, for example, manufacturing, um, what you're gonna see or find out there as you uh, peel the, the onion, the layers of the onion is that you're gonna need to protect both IT and OT assets, right? Um, and, and there's so many different uh, devices out there um, that they have deployed, that they need to uh, they need to somehow have a, a log management and have somebody that's got eyes on it 24-7, 365, right? Um, so 
In this case, we were able to help them source a, um, a SIM solution, a SOC. Um, they didn't uh, want to be um, eyes on glass 24-7, 365. They wanted to outsource that. Um, and so we were able to remedy for that. And then last but not least, uh, remediation um, should, should they ever be compromised. Um, they wanted experts that knew how to negotiate, knew the steps, the procedures that are successful um, in, in working with these, uh, with these cyber hackers. So, so let's, so we've, we've started the, the plot of you were with a customer early on with network and UCAS, the, the pen test. And we were just talking about this on another podcast of, I, I love it. And I tell partners, you should get really excited when a customer says, I need a pen test, because that opens up the door to clearly somebody knows they need something. And what we're finding a lot of the time is that everybody either thinks they need this thing and don't realize all the other things that they need, uh, or they're willing to say, just please come in here and, and, and give me some, uh, you know, give me some advice on this. And we can leave them with a lot of information, a lot of advice. So uh, love the vertical focuses. Now let's 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 dive deeper into the example. Um, sure. What uh, another common theme that we that we see is it, sometimes you know we're all just getting whatever information we can, trying to look at it and go, uh, does this look like thing A? Is this thing B? Is there more here? What you know? What can I make a recommendation, uh, or do we need to have a discussion? And so, often we're finding when these opportunities come in, it it, it doesn't always end the way that that it looked like it was going to end when it started. So let's go into the weeds and we can certainly keep customer name and all that good stuff out of it. But, but walk me through into an example. How were you brought in? What, what did the need, you know, what were you told the need was? And then what ultimately, how did that process go and kind of what type of solution was put in? Yeah. Again, another great question. So, Josh, so we, we started out uh, looking already diving into a SOC and SIM solution, right? The client was under the impression, um, and I can't fault them for that, that that's what they needed to get in place right now. And so after doing a larger assessment, um, which we brought in the experts, right? I am not the expert. I know who the experts are and, and, and who to bring in at the right time. You know, we found that um, we had to we had to address compliance. Which compliance uh, certifications did they need to uh, match up to? Because in their particular case, they were gonna they were a manufacturing company. This is a different example than the previous one, but um, they were manufacturing, but they were rolling out a SaaS product, and so. When you go to market uh, with with uh, a software uh, a SaaS product, you are going to be required by most of your audience that is going to uh, purchase your product to be certified. They're going to ask for your certifications. So we had to, you know, take a total, you know, turn in the road, and and understandably so on all parts. And so we started to focus on the certifications. Okay, and, and walk them through along with their understanding and their feedback of, of what they were looking to accomplish, who they're looking to target for their uh, audience uh, that's purchasing the, the, their software solution uh, as a service. And then um, just walk through what is important. Um, and so in working with the IT team, 
we we've got to we we work together collectively to help them put together a story that the 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 leadership could understand, right? Because a lot of the times the leadership are and rightfully so concerned on the business outcomes. They're not necessarily concerned about how you get there. They just want to know what's 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 going to happen at the end here. What's the result? And so um, we worked with them to to help uh, construct a presentation that um, would help them uh, share the story, the vision that that showed the areas that were important to to the leadership. Which in this case, if you're not um, uh, certified in, in certain compliance areas, uh, the target market uh, that you're going after is going to have to exclude you from their their options of purchasing just based on that, right? So I'm sorry if that was a long answer to your question. No, 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 it's good. Um, I Again, you know, you probably didn't envision when you started in this deal, right? I mean, you, we're all we're all binary to some sense when it's, you know, we're, we're fixers, we hear a problem, we want to give you a solution. Here it is, Mr. Customer, let's go. Probably didn't envision, all right, when I get in the middle of this deal, I'm going to have to have uh, my IT team present a solution to the board, to the C-level of why this matters, right? So again, it's a windy path careers getting here, but it's a windy path in the deals. And I think, you know, kudos to you for for just recognizing and being able to to pivot, being there for the customer, understanding that sometimes we're we're selling directly to the customer and, and, and that's our decision maker. And then sometimes they have to go translate this to their board and you know, we've we've helped people prepare for board conversations. We've been in board conversations, and then we've been, you know, training the trainer. So uh, I think there is no there is no right or wrong. They're all right, um, in my mind, ways to do yeah. this, because the I mean, still security is changing so fast. It's going to continue to change. It seems like it changes faster than anything. The the threat <laughs> landscape, or the products, or the new acronyms, uh, all of that stuff, and we have to make heads or tails of it. And to your point, so does the customer. And I, I think a lot of the customers are in a, a similar situation that, that you brought up in that they they think they're okay or they think they're in a good enough spot and it isn't until something's drive that to to go, uh-oh, wait a minute, we got to revamp this. And, you know, there's there's been other themes on this podcast of now somebody's ready to do business with the federal government and they, or the DOD and then they're way out of compliance. And it isn't, I mean, I, I I could go on about compliance, but not a lot of people yeah. get excited about compliance, but I do. Yeah, you, but, you and I. <laughs> but but <laughs> it, it, it compliance is no, it's just not a checkbox, right? People are people are not saying, okay, you checked the boxes, I trust you, we're good. It's no, you checked them, prove it, show me. I want to see what right. you did, whether that's insurance or auditors or whatever. So I think it's a yeah. great example. And, and you can't do it overnight. I mean, this right. is it. Take, it's a process to get certified, right? Uh, it can take a year plus, uh, and so it's important to to be educated by the client, you know, and and have them and make sure you're listening, uh, because at the end of the day, they're going to tell you what where they need help, right? Um, we can't uncover what we don't know about, right? And that's yeah. that's what a trusted advisor is when they they become comfortable, they've seen you perform and um you know and and hopefully it becomes a, a long-term relationship of rinse and repeat right and not that simple but depending on the technology yeah but but you can i think you can confidently say 
you have a ton more confidence now after navigating a crazy situation like this where, all right, I have a pretty good baseline of how these are probably going to go, right? Somebody's either going to know what solution they need and I can, I can aptly make a recommendation after a little bit of technical flushing out, or it's going to be a little more involved, the bigger the organization, there's probably going to be a procurement person, there's probably going to be a compliance person, you know, all these different complexities. Uh, so I, I, I would, well, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but I'm going to assume that makes you yeah. a lot more confident to go after the next one and the next one and the next one going, I've got this, I've been here, I've done this, I can help you the same way that I help these other customers and it helps you grow your base and diversify within your base. A hundred percent, Josh. And I mean, it's, you will use the analogy of uh, learning to ride a bike. Keep it simple, right? Uh, the more you do it when you were a kid, the more you you became a pro at it, hopefully, right? Yep. Going off the, the mini ramps and maybe not to that extreme, but, um, you know, again, you need to become at bare minimum a generalist, right? And then understand who to bring in um, um, because you do have the resources if you're in this position, right? As a, as a supplier agnostic uh, technology consultant, you know, you're here hopefully because of that, right? Because you can pivot, because you're nimble um, and you're not stuck with one tool, right? Um, yeah. oftentimes we unfortunately have to pivot to a, a different solution before we go back to where we started, right? Like you said. And so, yes, practice and practice, but at the end of the day, you don't have to be the expert, um, you know, to be able to help your clients. It sure helps. Um, but you've got a, a great team of, of folks at Talaris that, that can help you. Um, be that expert, right? Uh, until you get comfortable uh, being that subject matter expert, right? And so, yeah. Oh, love it. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, all right. So bring us home. Uh, let's, uh, let's look in our crystal ball. Um, and my son's a little sad because he kind of just realized the whole magic eight ball thing didn't have as much truth to it as he'd expected. Um, so we're going to look into your crystal ball here and, 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 you know, with, with what you're seeing, right. Any, any perspective, I mean, you're, you're, you're in the weeds, you're in the front lines, you're with these customers, uh, you know, your maybe your perspective on telling, telling partners or giving advice to partners, right. You, you made a very successful pivot into security. If somebody's not comfortable in this, um, what would you advise them and kind of, you know, where do you see this all going in the next few years? Yeah, uh, you know, that, that's part of the the awesome thing about being an, a, a, an agnostic technology advisor, right, is that you have all these, all these tools at your disposal, right? And it's just a matter if I can make a recommendation of lifting the hood and just starting to at least look at the different parts underneath the car. What's that called, right? You don't necessarily have to understand what it does yet but at least what it's called right and and start with that get your acronyms that we talk about that uh like you said it seems like five new ones pop up every day and um and and just get curious right and with that i think it it will come naturally over time as you have conversations with your engineers um with the experts at the at the suppliers right um, there's some really smart people Right. It's like, uh, you know, most leaders will say, hey, <laughs> the reason we're successful is not only the client, but also the smart people that, that we hire. Right. right. <laughs> so, 
use your resources and, and don't be afraid to ask your client the, the questions, right? And if, and if you have to have something in front of you um, until you get comfortable um, to, to kind of follow, that's okay. They trusted you hopefully on, on one area of their technology um, stack. So why not? Um, and if you've been successful and, and they liked the brand you offered there on that side, why not ask about security? Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to bite you. Right. Um, so I hope not. Right. Nobody, it seems like nobody wants to meet in person these days anyways. Right. Yeah. We've all be, been accustomed to, to doing this. Uh, so, um, you know, you're safe, you've got the resources behind you um, and, and security is only going to continue to evolve and, and get bigger. Right. We're talking about the technologies, the expertise, um, the folks that, um, you know, are hopefully protecting your client, the client's uh, crown jewels, right? At the end of the day, right? That's what happens, right? To to a business that gets hacked to their to their reputation, right? You you read about it. Um, you know, it happens every day, and 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 I think you know, I don't know what the statistics are since 2020, but it's increased tenfold. How often? Um, you know, how many attempts are being made on an organization or an enterprise uh, per day. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be there to help your uh, clients future proof uh, their their organizations and security is at the helm. Right. Um, you know, so uh, hopefully that provides some some good guidance there for anybody that's that hasn't pivoted or or is a little bit shy about getting into the security space. Love it. Love it. You, I was pivoted. There. I, yeah. you, you did it. You, you pivoted. You were wildly successful uh, and are wildly successful. And I know we'll continue to be because I know you have, you have the drive mm -hmm. and you, you are not afraid of anything. So uh, oh. awesome. I appreciate the kind words, man. Nick, that wraps us up, my man. I appreciate you coming on so much and doing this with me. Yeah. Thank you so much for the privilege, Josh. Always, always good to hang out with you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can do this again soon. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, everybody, that uh, that wraps us up. Nick Vanderlinden, Client One Global, uh, wraps us up on the security and assessments track. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering, and this is the Next Level Biz Tech Podcast. Thanks for watching. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.